calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hello. Hello, and welcome to podcast number 84. I'm Chris Tilly, standing in for Alex Simmons, who is off getting married this week. Bless him. Congratulations, Alex. He's not getting married to Kate Middleton, is he? No, she's <laughs> lovely Charlotte. It's like Spider-Man. During his days, Alex Simmons at night, he's Prince William, saving the world. Are we the shittest superhero ever? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is Prince William's special ability? What's his superpower? Going bald. Super yeah. poshness. Yeah. Um, this week, I am joined by Stuart. Hi. Uh, who else? Tom. Hello. And Martin. Hello. And this week, we're going to talk about many things, amongst them um, the new Call of the Dead trailer, some Terminator news. Um, the films and games coming out next week. But first up, I believe we have some Project Cafe news, Martin. Yeah, it's something we covered at length last week uh, about Nintendo's new console, Project Cafe, uh, as it's um, been codenamed. Uh, it has since been confirmed, as we predicted. Nintendo uh, did that kind of bare-bones release we were kind of anticipating, saying that there will be a new co- a game console coming in calendar year 2012, um, which we all kind of knew. The exciting thing is... Um, that it's not only going to be announced at E3 in June, it's going to be playable at E3 in We're June. We're going to get our sticky fingers all over it. Yeah, which is really, really exciting. Uh, um, uh, yeah, uh, so it'll be some, similar to the 3DS last year. Um, I'm not sure if it'll be chained to girls or not. Maybe they'll chain it to something new. Maybe they'll chain it to nice naked men. Dinosaurs. Change. Or dinosaurs. Yeah, I've heard they've got dinosaurs roped in to do it this time. But it'd have to be not, not raptors. No. So how long is the time between <laughs> you being able to try it out at E3 and actually being able to buy one? Uh, it, uh, 2012 it's out apparently it says 2012 no, no idea of a time frame so it whether like it's a long time though isn't it yeah so, uh, whether it's going to be March or September 2012 um, we don't know but it's still going to be it's weeks it's going to could it be June up. could be June what? where did that come from well you said March or September oh I was right thinking so. of because the 3DS came out in March and then and consoles tend to come, come out either beginning or end of the year hmm I've been thinking about the the Project Cafe or the next console, and they're saying it's going to be more powerful than the PS3 and the Xbox. Who's they? Well, that's the general reports, isn't it? Jim Riley says that. It's the word I'm on not the sure about that, because I've heard it's going to be about, about on par with it. So, yeah, that's my point, is that if that's the case, then come the next PlayStation and Xboxes, 
then it's going to be again the most least powerful console. It have a more of a head start though because uh, the Wii um, didn't have much of a heads up on the. It came out. God, I should know this off the top of my head, but I don't. Uh, I think it came out about about the same time as the 360 uh, and a bit before the PS3. Uh, I'm probably wrong, and everyone's going to write and call me an idiot. But um, but anyway, there wasn't that much time in between them. Whereas this time round. What's no one's point? expecting the next. Wait for fuck's sake! This has been going on forever. <laughs> this has been going on for an hour. No one's expecting the next <laughs> Xbox 360. Uh, sorry, next Xbox or next PS PlayStation until 2014. Right. And so it's going to have two years over them. But it's still going to be less power. You're saying it's still yeah, going to be less power. Yeah, it's got two years. It's got two years in between. There's two years in between where it's going to be have parity with it, and it'll probably be a bit more powerful, and it will have whatever the new feature is, which we believe is a screen display. Yeah. On the controller. Yeah. Happy now. Do I look happy? No. Can you say that again in a more succinct way? No. <laughs> so the Xbox came, Xbox 360 hit the UK shelves uh, December 2nd, 2005. The PlayStation Wii, uh, sorry, the PlayStation Wii. <laughs> uh, the Nintendo Wii came out in November, December 2006. So it had a year's, it was a year behind the Xbox 360. Right. So, yeah. I don't know if that proves your point or not. I, could, I don't know what point he's trying to prove. I'm two years. It's got lost. two years of parity. Two years of parity. It means Chris... Oh, Come no on, no, try and explain idiots. it to idiots like us. Basically, what? typically, the generation, a new generation's consoles come out within a, a kind of time frame which is similar to each other. So they come out yeah. almost at the same time. There's not much time between them. Yeah. This time round, yeah. there will be two years yeah. in between the Nintendo console and the next Sony and Microsoft console, right? Therefore, splitting the traditional console cycle. Ah, okay. Happy? Yeah, but Just, surely if it's Jesus. less powerful, it's going to be rubbish. We don't know this yet. It's all speculation. We think it could be about. So, someone's saying significantly more powerful. And some people are saying it's going to be about as powerful, if not just a little bit more powerful. What do you we, think, mine? I think it'll be a little teensy winty bit more powerful. <laughs> okay. Mm. And, Should we uh, move on? Are we going to find out much more before E3, do you think? Oh, no, no, so. n- nothing at all. There'll it's be, there'll be things be. like uh, slipping through the net, as is always the case. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the big announcement will be at E3. Just imagine if it is more powerful than the PS3, right? How amazingly rendered Mario's moustache can be now. Yeah. Anyway. Doctor Who? Doctor, uh, yeah. Tom, you want to talk about Doctor Who, didn't you? Yeah, just that um, it came back this weekend. It came back, the show came back uh, this weekend, just gone, and I thought it was bloody brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everyone watch it? Yeah. Yep. Martin? Yep, I did. Good, good. So what did we all think? Bloody scary. Yeah. 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 That scene in the bathroom, I was thinking if I was a kid, Whoa, that would that really would have... mess you up. Yeah. 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 It's a great villain, the silence. I mean, uh, mm. that whole thing about... Uh, being forgotten as soon as you look away. Part I think of me thought it's very. It did, it did come scarily close to Blink. Blink. Yeah. 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 No, no, that's not a bad thing. So it's obviously they're, they're an incredible. Enemy I think at the angels. moment they're they're sort of being used as a side story to the yeah. main story, which obviously is the whole thing. A spoiler alert uh, about the Doctor being killed. But uh, I think they they could have the very a very good sort of standalone series coming up. That would be that would be amazing. So like we all knew that they was going to kill off a major character beforehand. I yeah. didn't. I didn't know that either. Well, they announced today that uh, I think uh, Stephen Moffat or someone from BBC announced that they're going to kill off a major character. Has in the this first been shown in the states yet? Yes. Yeah. Right, that's okay. I don't feel so bad about spoiling. Um, but it's just, by killing off a doctor, it's like caution not actually killing a doctor. No. And so it just felt like a bit of a cop out. I thought we'd actually lose a character because obviously the mm. doctor isn't dead. They're not going to 
this isn't going to be the end of Doctor Who. I don't think it'll be the last death of the series, though. I think we could be seeing the end of River Song. This yeah, year. yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah that's, that's all. I hope so. <laughs> Do you not like her? No, my housemate is like, oh, she's Fenchy. I was like, well, you need to check out Mole Flanders, then, don't you? Yeah, is that when she goes down at the bottom? Proper you know? gets a knockers out in that. Mm. So if you're listening elsewhere, you need to find Mole Flanders if you want to see Alex Kingston getting a puppies out. And I believe she was married to Ray Fiennes. <laughs> really? Mm. Is mm. or was? Uh, was mm. a while ago. He's since been. Married someone else, and I believe they split up as well. Okay. So not only was it scary, I th- also thought it was hilarious this week as well. I thought they got had some amazing lines in there, like the stuff about this bit, her, the, the secret agent code names, the nose, mm. the legs, Mrs. Robinson. My favourite was, was really the, uh, the twelve damage, uh, jammy dodge in the fez. Yeah, yeah, that was wonderful. Yeah. Um, my only, my only, uh, I think the only misstep was the sort of pre-credit sequence where the Doctor was in the past and he was waving at them. Yeah, I thought that was a bit silly. It really was quite confusing, I think, to start off with. Also, can I just flag something up here? What is the point of, of ending an episode on a real cliffhanger and, and then, then immediately telling you, telling you that it's all going to be all right because they show you the spoiler from the next episode anyway? Yeah. Well, how fucking stupid is that? that is I annoying. find it really annoying. Yeah. But it's done, it's done that step to America quite well. Uh, I thought it handled that really well. Apparently, yeah. you can't like you can't turn uh, in New York without seeing Doctor Who posters really? and stuff. So they're really pushing it abroad. And I think it got the highest ever rating uh, for Doctor Who on BBC America. So it did really well. I but thought- here, the figures were down. Yeah, here oh, the no, figures really? were down. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if something to do with the weather, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, it probably would have yeah. been. Yeah. But it was good, though, because it was really hot all day. And then it started raining, and everyone came indoors, and Doctor Who started. And I th- I'm pretty sure Stephen Moffat put on Twitter... Earlier in the day, people do the rain dance now, so that <laughs> and, and it bloody worked. I thought the uh, the BBC America logo needed to be a bit bigger right at the end of the episode. Did you see the size of that? It was mostly took up most of the screen. No. It's a BBC America production with BBC Wales. Another thing I thought it handled really well is the Nixon thing. Yeah. Sometimes Nixon yeah. could be people's falling. Obviously, Watchmen did the worst Nixon I think <laughs> seen in modern times. <laughs> Um, oh, we saw I, that at IMAX, didn't we? We yeah. were just like, the nose! <laughs> the nose! What is going on? But they did a good job of Nixon, so kudos and I re- to them. And I really like that secret agent character. Sorry, yeah, the American cool, agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's- and, uh, do you know that they cast his dad as the older version as well? That's his dad playing Clever. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I watched Doctor Who Confidential afterwards. And, uh, yeah, it was really good. But yeah, I think it was really good. I think River Song was just amazing in this one. But it was also a sad week for Doctor Who. Mm. Yeah. With Elizabeth Sladen dying. Did anyone watch the tribute that was on afterwards? Unfortunately, I didn't. No, was it good? I heard it was very sad. Yeah. Because they kept that quiet, didn't they? No. I went to the Doctor Experience exhibition at uh, the Kensington Olympia on last Friday, and they they had one of her costumes there, and there was a little display saying, we're sad to announce, and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, they'd really made an effort to make it nice. Because she was a really good uh, assistant. I loved it when she came back in that episode. Is it the last series? Or the series before? Yeah, didn't she come back for the end of David Tennant's one? Yeah. With, because she was on a TV screen That's or whatever, right. yeah. Um, but, you know, seeing her and thinking about her, there are a lot of old companions that could feasibly come back. I'd love to see Fraser Hines come back. Yeah, that'd be cool. He would be brilliant. Mm. But Ace. Ace, yeah. <laughs> I, I got uh, some Doctor Who DVDs for my birthday, and uh, one of the, the Seventh Doctor ones, she does the commentaries on them. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, cool. to that. So make sure you watch part two of Doctor Who this week because they're running six now and then seven later in the year, aren't they? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but yeah, loads more to come with Doctor Who. So yeah, we'll probably be talking about it every week from now on. So if you don't like Doctor Who, sorry. Stuart, white iPhones. Yeah, how on, exciting mate? is this? White iPhones are finally hitting the shops this week. Uh, you'll be able to get a white iPhone. Woo. <laughs> 
If, I mean, right. How exciting Next bit is news. <laughs> If you're in the UK or the US, oh, sorry, yeah. in Europe or the US, I think yeah. that's yeah. the general thing. Apparently there's a manufacturing delay, you couldn't get the white quite right or something. No, this, this, in there, it's similar to the camera. There was light coming through the casing and it was ah, causing problems yeah, with the camera. Yeah, 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 I should have read this really, shouldn't I? Yeah. yeah. Light le- leaked into the device's built-in camera. Yeah. It seems weird that they're bringing it out now, but I guess it's a way of extending the shelf life until September, if that's when the rumoured iPhone 5 is going to be out. But I mean, really? I mean, it's just the f- colour of your phone, isn't it? Does it really matter? Well, it's made me think about getting an iPhone 4 again. What, a white Why? one? Yeah, well, if I, if, if, I can't, it, if I have to buy an iPhone that's going to be out of date, I might as well buy the brand new one that's going to go out of date. Brilliant. But has it got any different features? No. It's well, white. Why did you get it then? Apart from it just gets dirtier. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Will it get dirtier though? But what you saying it was only available on Vodafone? Vodafone, yeah, in the UK. Rubbish. Um, oh, wait, uh, for every every time I see white iPhone, I think white dog poo. Yeah, I, I do as well. Yeah, I do all the time. Chalky what, white. Is that what they're made out of? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why you don't see white dog poo anymore because Steve Jobs has been harvesting it to make. <laughs> that's why it's called Steve Jobs. <laughs> oh, Lovely stuff. All right. Well, that's a bit of a non-story. But I have. Some, well, I've, I don't know if this is news or not. Arnold Schwarzenegger is apparently returning to the Terminator franchise. Uh, Deadline reports that he's going to make a Terminator movie with uh, the director of uh, Fast Five, Justin Lin. Wow. And everyone was kind of scoffing at this a few weeks ago when they said that this guy might direct it. But now this Fast Five movie's made a fortune Mm. internationally. Uh, He's become quite a bankable name. But it's one of these weird ones that um, Hollywood talent agency, CAA, has actually set up the deal uh, with the actor and the director. But there's no script or studio. Brilliant. That's the way films should be made, isn't it? There's a weird thing with the Terminator uh, license rights, isn't there? Yeah, it's been a mess for years. Because it was Orion originally, wasn't it? And they went bankrupt, and then it's all, it's all been a shambles from there. Is it Halcyon or something now? So was that, were they involved in it? Yeah, well, the rights are all over the place at the moment. Um, I don't know who actually owns them, but the bidding war apparently is going to be between Universal, Sony, and Lionsgate. And if a film doesn't get made, then the rights revert back to James Cameron in 2018. Mm. That's what needs to happen, isn't it? It's been... Is it? I'm sure he doesn't give a toss, though, really. He's just moved on. I, th- I think he probably doesn't like seeing people mess with his baby, but... Well, that's it. But if he had control over it, then he might be able to make someone make a but decent But they, they say Arnie's back in it. In what capacity is he going to... Because he can't feasibly act star as a Terminator in it. They'll mocap him, won't they? Yeah, like they did like for uh, Terminator Salvation. Yeah. Maybe there'll be granddad Terminators in this one. <laughs> with Zimmers that fire flames out of the bottom of them. Um, I had another bit of brief uh, film news as well. Um, the Bourne movies, they've, they've cast the new Bourne in, the, in this kind of reboot of the franchise. And it's going to be Jeremy Renner. Oh, yeah. Who's actually really good. He um, kind of looks a bit like Matt Damon, doesn't he? Yeah. How, how can they reboot a franchise? It, it's, it's only like a two years old, isn't it? How well, can it's, 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 well, it's not so much a reboot as it's going to be like a, a following on from the Bourne stories where it's another agent in that. Okay. I don't know if so he's in the same program. No, he's not Bourne. Right. He's not born. They're going to leave the door open for in a future instalment for Born to return, but this will be a different story, but just kind of in the same style. But is there much of an ongoing story in Born? I know there's like a shady government group, but well, there you go. I've never watched any of the Born films. I watched one. I I watched one with Paddy Constantine in it because he was in it, but then they walked yeah. out after he got shot. Did you? Yeah, which about ten Crying. minutes into it. Yeah, no, it really disappointed me. Yeah, um, but are they worth watching? Yeah, well, yeah, they so. are. They're good yeah. fun. Good. They're good really fun. Good, yeah. And I think we got... It's we what got, Bond should be now, I think. Yeah, it's what, what Bond, what Bond wanted be. to be. Yeah. yeah. Born again. Um, we got lucky, though. They were saying that the, the actors they were going for was uh, were Garrett Headland and Taylor Kitsch. 
but they weren't thought big enough. And then the other two were Shia LaBeouf and Colin Farrell. But they were too big for it and they they are they don't screen test and the director wanted them to screen test. So I think we got lucky there. Yep. Imagine a Shia LaBeouf born. Garrett Ugh. Headland as well. He was terrible in Tron. Yeah, he's a bit of a charisma free zone, isn't yeah. he? But hey ho, so that was just a little bit of additional news. Ah. I've and uh, got Martin. Some news. Brilliant, Martin. Keep up that dynamism. <laughs> what? I've got some news. <laughs> Spanner. Uh well, it's because I couldn't really give a fuck about this, but uh <laughs> it's, a, it's a Call of Duty map pack uh, for Black Ops. Um which in itself isn't that exciting it's just some new maps for a ridiculous price but the exciting thing is there's a new zombie mode in it called Call of the Dead inspired it says by uh, Giorgio Romero and starring Danny Trejo Sarah Michelle Gellar um, Michael Rooker is it, Michael Rooker yeah, yeah. Uh, and Robert Englund yes and George Romero, George Romero <laughs> well. with his big glasses which uh, is an amazing trailer if you haven't seen it you need yeah. to go to IGN and check it out it's, it's brilliant it is an awesome trailer. They do look ridiculous in it. It's just for like... Sarah Michelle Gellar looks off. really scary in it. Yeah. Totally dead-eyed. George looks great. They've got the glasses. I've got a picture of me somewhere with George Romero and his glasses are the size of my head. Because <laughs> he's huge. He's a huge man as well. I, it, I always think of when Curb Your Enthusiasm, no, when his dad's in it. Mm. He has the same sort of glasses, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? Giant TV frame ones. So no sign of the zombie apocalypse abating then. I mean, we're still getting zombies and everything. I still want to know when, when Dara Brian's uh, zombie FIFA, FIFA is going to come out because that would be truly there's a zombie, awesome. There's a zombie football game on the iPhone. It's just come out recently. Ah. Yeah, FYI. Would, uh, would Activision ever make like a, just a, a full-sized uh, Call of Duty zombie game? Because it always seems to be quite popular as an adult. No, it's a, it's a good point, actually. There's, there's, it's certainly popular enough. And they're obviously not, they're not shy in milking this thing. Yeah. I guess the problem with the zombie thing is it's more of a survival thing rather than a run and gun thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it's worked really well for, as I guess as a small uh, confined component of the Call of Duty, it's worked well. If it's given the same game, it might uh, sag a little bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened further down the line. But it's just the the, the amount of um, money they've got to throw at this thing is ridiculous. Just getting those names on board for what's effectively just a map. In a new game is just it's really thing. cleverly cast I mean and obviously not the real people but it's but great everyone just... talking about it I mean yeah how much it costs it's, it might be cheap at the price it's, it's similar in tone actually to um, Red Dead Redemption's Undead Nightmare which I have to hold my hands up and say I never actually played I give me to everyone's uh, seemed very keen mm. on that as well more on Codblops I must just say hello to the two guys that delivered my sofa yesterday from DFS big big Codblops fans and hopefully they're going to listen to this podcast. I ordered them to. Hello, guys. Hello. I had no idea where that was going. I forgot. No. I've forgotten their. F- they to- they gave me their gamer tags as well. I've forgotten them. Sorry. Oh, that's a sorry tale. Yeah. But we have. What's the big news of the week, though, guys? Oh, I don't we're, know. we're not talking about the yet. zombie apocalypse. We're talking no, it's about the, the Sony apocalypse. PSN apocalypse. PSN apocalypse, or the PSN of the world as we know it, as I'm officially calling it. Brilliant. From here on in. What the fuck has happened? Martin? (laughs) (laughs) Weirdly enough, uh, last Wednesday night, I got in from being out drunk, and I thought, oh, I'll just turn on my PlayStation, I might buy a game because I'm drunk. You know, when when you're drunk, you do those sorts of things. Well, I normally do those with hookers and drugs. Yeah, but I was going to buy Guardian of Light, and it wouldn't work. And I was thinking, this is a bit weird, I'll try again in the morning. It couldn't have happened. Well, basically, it started off last Wednesday when PSN went down. Um, uh, And yeah, it was down, everyone assumed it was just kind of maintenance. It was down for a day. Everyone just still assumed it was maintenance. And it was, uh, yeah, it, it got over the weekend and it was still had no signs of it coming back up again. Sony were being very, very quiet about the whole affair um, and giving minimal updates. Um, 
it turns out they're doing that because they're all behind the scenes running around screaming like fuck, thinking what what the hell are we going to do? Um, because the um, it's been breached. There's been a massive hack. The, all the information on there, all the p- people's PSN accounts have been compromised. Um, that's, that's 77 million 77 people. million people. Uh, they say it is, uh, and yeah, an unauthorised person has obtained your name, address, count, country, email address, birth date, your p- PSN password and login, and your PSN online ID. That's what they've got. And of course, and most people are really lazy with their passwords. So yeah. if they've got your password for that and they've got your email address... They and also, there's no instance. evidence that credit card information has been obtained, but Sony is not ruling out the possibility. And so that um, some people are recommending that if you're on PSN, you cancel your credit card, which I think is a bit of an extreme reaction. I certainly haven't done that yet. No, I'm just going to keep an eye on my I'm account. Gonna, I'm going to keep an eye yeah. on it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just I think, I think the biggest worry here... Well, not the biggest worry, but my biggest gripe is, yeah, these things happen. These things get hacked. Uh, it's. I think Sony's response to it has been fairly. It's been. They've, they've been useless. apologetic about it, but I, I, they have been. They, yeah, they've been useless. Um, they the could only have been place they've updated it is their blog, isn't it? The PlayStation blog. Yeah. Uh, but it was weird because at the weekend when it was down, I thought it was bad enough as it was. Just there was no PSN over. Obviously, a four day weekend. Everyone wants to play games in that time. It's like a lot of people got a lot of free time. Portal Two and Socom Four, uh, 4 just came out. Yeah. Um, Portal 2 is obviously its big feature is the cross-platform play. It's certainly why I bought the PS3 version so I can play it with my friends on a Mac. Um, I thought, yeah, so I thought it was bad enough that there's no, you couldn't play PSN, but then it was the very worst case scenario when they announced what happened. And Sony said that um, the reason they kept shtim about it was they just didn't know how how serious the breach was. It was only yesterday they re- they realised. I saw on BBC that, News this morning they they'd talked to the to Sony and they'd said they'd had an external forensic team yeah. going in. Well, the digital forensic team to discover how bad it was. So the reason they didn't say anything because they literally didn't know how bad it was and they had to bring it outside forces. But even, I'm not even, fully buying that though. I know I I wouldn't fully buy that. And even if if they were aware, they must have been aware that this is a fairly big security breach. They should have just let. They should have been a bit more transparent from the off, as opposed to people waiting. For, God, it's, I guess it's six six days in total, I think, without any any real serious updates. Yeah. Just saying, yeah, this is down. We're, we're doing something about it. And we still don't know when it's going to be back up. If no, they said, well, they up. said hopefully within seven days some services would be re- would be resumed. Um, what they are uh, and how how big they are, we don't know. Whether that means you can play games again, I'm not sure. Now the thing is, who do we think is behind this? It's not anonymous. Have already said it's not them. Mm-hmm. Geo Hots. <laughs> that would be a, a massive fuck you if it was him. Yeah. He took the whole of the PlayStation Network down. This is this is absolutely fucking huge though. It's like it's such a colossal story. It's, mm. it's certainly in my time in the industry, I've never seen anything on this scale. It's on the front page of the Metro today. It's on um, all the major tabloids and that are running big stories on it. I was wondering if it might be anything to do with Thor's out today, and Loki's the god of mischief. So maybe it's a big <laughs> a big publicity stunt. Is it Sony film? No. Oh. Last week, it was the week that Skynet went on online in the Terminator movies, so uh, there was a lot of talk. It might be Skynet fucking around with us. Oh, uh, right. Robots rising. But, yeah. um, is this how it begins, or is this just the reality is that Skynet's actually just a bit... Yeah, it's a bit it, rubbish. Yeah, it's a bit rubbish. <laughs> it's got your credit <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll start by turning off your PSN, and then we'll come around and murder you. Yeah. Is, it, 
Is it Julian Assange? She's gone a bit quiet lately, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I shouldn't let in my PS3 last week. <laughs> Wanker. But I mean, it is, it's a huge implication to people who own uh, PlayStations uh, because I'm right in thinking you can register with PSN, but you don't have to give them your card details. If you've mm-hmm. ever bought anything, yep. then you've registered your details. And if anything's ever registered, it's it's there for life, right? Yeah. So if you've ever had a, bought anything or had to do anything with your credit card on there, then really you need to be checking your bank details, um, making sure you're, you're safe, make sure you're covered. Um, yeah, and that's what I'm certainly I'm going to be doing. I'm not going to go as far as to cancel my credit card, but just yeah, I'd be I'd advise people just to keep on checking your statements. I'm kind of I'm not sensing much sympathy in the room for Sony over this. I I feel bad for Sony. I feel I mean I think obviously the hackers really are the ones to blame rather than Sony. But I just think the way that they've handled it and the way that they've really dripped the information out has hasn't been very haven't hasn't been very clear. Um, they're obviously having a shit time of it, but, mm. but they've 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 clearly become a target. And I just wonder, I wonder if if someone made a concerted effort um, on the to Microsoft's uh, uh, Xbox Live, if they could bring it down, affect it in a similar way. Mm. It just felt to me like they were much more worried about their reputation than they were about their actual users yeah. and the people that have remained loyal to them. Which is which is in in, in effect screwed up their reputation. Exactly, they've it's, it's shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, it's so now front have page a news. habit of doing this though, don't they? But yeah. it's right because obviously the PSN's a free service. Uh, and Xbox Live is a paid-for service. Mm. And so there's, I'm not sure if it's just different levels of expectations, but there's, there's def- become clear there's different levels of service you get. Um, and the service has been piss-poor mm. from Sony on the, on the PSN. It'd be interesting yeah, to find out what people's uh, reactions are to this, though. If, if people want to email us and tell us what they think or, or how their experience has been, uh, the address is ignukfeedback at ign.com. Yeah, or come to us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Team IGN UK. There's plenty of people getting their uh, two pen thing on there. Um, obviously, just one other thing is that if there's a lot of people out there who maybe their parents help them set up their play- PlayStation Network accounts and maybe they don't know as much as you do, then you should really let your parents know and to get them to check their statements and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're younger, you may not have a credit card, but your parents might do. So just make sure they're... Informed. If you do want a credit card, I've got the details of 77 million of them. Mm. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be cool. If they were to leak those information out there, that's a lot of data, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure that, that could be. So we're, we're Dan, sad Dan's already had his, uh, he's been hacked already. Really? Because his uh, he's, he's Hotmail account, which is uh, linked to his um, PSN account, was taken over last night. <laughs> and was uh, and, and loads of Viagra, uh, Viagra, <laughs> Viagra. Viagra spam. spam. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, well, it's only Dan. shooting from there, yeah. Only Dan. Have we got some cheerier news? What's coming out game-wise next week, Martin? <laughs> it's not that cheery because there's very little coming out next week. Uh, we've got a new Mountain Blade game coming out on the PC. I don't think many people will be that interested in it. So I thought this week we shall turn our turn our, uh, our gaze at the download space because there's a lot of cool download games we've missed out on recently. Um, on well, I'd say on on PSN and Xbox Live. Let's say on Xbox Live for now. <laughs> You can get uh, Clash of Heroes Might Magic came out a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely fantastic um, puzzle strategy RPG hybrid. Uh, Outland is out this week, which is ha- ha- uh, Housemark's new um, kind of like a platform game with a bit of Ikaruga thrown in. I haven't played it yet myself, but it looks fantastic. Uh, yes, yeah, so there's some games to look out for on PSN. They're talking about well, PSN, <laughs> Xbox Live. I mean, people who may have their, their games come out on the PlayStation Network this week, the developers must be just... Yeah, Sony, uh, some of the developers uh, who are like doing PSN exclusive games have um, spoken to IGN about this and uh, Sony are promising them um, increased promotion as kind of like a make good when everything does go live. 
because obviously a lot of people depend on the income from PSN games. Do you think we might see some some sort of huge gesture of goodwill after it comes back online, some sort of huge discount across the board? Or it's a free service. So I'm not sure if they're... I mean, it would, it would be nice if they did that, but seeing it's 77 million people and it is a free service, I'm not sure if they're going to feel that indebted to their, to their customers. Yeah. And obviously their customer service hasn't been that great to date. Um, I've always got PlayStation Plus subscribers who are being really screwed over because actually are paying for the service. Yeah. Whether they're extend PlayStation Plus to everybody for a month or something, that would kind of make sense. That would be a, a simple thing to do, I guess. Um, yeah. Is that it for games? Any more games coming out? There, no, there's... there's uh, Next week, there's literally nothing shit all. Mm. What about movies? Better on the, yeah, it's much better on the film front. Um, there's a movie coming out called 13 Assassins, which I was lucky enough to see uh, back at Fantastic Fest in September, and it's the new one uh, from Takeshi Miike, and it's a period piece... Uh, and it's bloody awesome action film. Really. So it's not quite the gruesome. No, no. It's uh, there's some horrible stuff happens in it, uh, but it's it's really really good fun. It's like an hour of quite slow drama, and then 45 minutes of real incredible sort of kung fu action. Really impressive. Well worth a look if you can see it. Uh, Hannah's also coming out, which is something Tom and I have both seen. Yeah, I'd say it's my fa- f- favorite film of the year so mm. far. Yeah, really Definitely. really good. What's it about? It's about a uh, child assassin. What Hang you- on, where have I heard that before? Hmm. There's been a few of them. Yeah, it's a little girl, so it's, it's, it's not far off kick-ass, but the tones are very different. Uh, it's much more set in the real world. Yep. I thought it was a bit like a Bourne movie, actually. The Bourne infancy. Yeah, once this, once this girl's kind of activated, she's, it's a bit like him. She goes off on her own. And- but if you've seen the trailer for it, if, I don't know if you've checked it out. Yeah, if you haven't, trailer. check it out. Does it have tra- sci-fi elements to it? Is that uh, sort of the, the trailer led me to believe it is got... No, I, sci-fi. It, I was... A, a little a bit, tiny, a tiny thing in it. Yeah. yeah. There's... Um, uh, yeah, I saw the trailer and uh, it looks quite good. But in terms of what you actually get into, as opposed to the trailer, it is. It's, it's really surreal. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, the, the action is is top notch. There's an amazing tracking shot of a fight under in a in a tube station, which is incredible. I mean, he did Joe Wright did Atonement, didn't he? He did an amazing he, tracking shot. He loves the stage. Yeah, he loves his big tracking shot. Is it Joe Wright? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And it's the little girl from Atonement as well. Yeah. Sharice Sh- Ronan. Sharice Ronan. That's why I didn't say her name. Right. Fair enough. And yeah. there's some funny performances in it as well. There's some really odd performances. Uh, who's that guy? Tom, Tom Hollander. Hollander. He's off the scale in this one. I, I saw Tom Hollander in the trailer uh, for it as sort of playing obviously a very camp German and I just couldn't, it just didn't click with me. It just looked too ridiculous. It's, a re- it's got a very strange tone all the way through. It's, yeah, it's really, it's really surreal and, and trippy and uh, yeah. Kate Blanchett does a really weird performance as well in it as well. Yeah, I wasn't convinced. No, uh, she has a very strange act but yeah, I would totally recommend yeah, you go see well that. Well, we're seeing. And then the other film coming out is Priest which uh, no critics have been allowed to see yet and I would say expect the worst to be honest <laughs> it's based right. on a graphic novel and it's about a priest going after a bunch of vampires and it's from the team that bought you Legion did anyone see Legion? <laughs> wasn't that the same film? <laughs> yeah, I no, always thought they the were tra- the same film the trailers look quite similar Legion's one that I just Legion's, saw the Legion's about the end of the world pretty much Paul Bettany yeah Paul Bettany and, and yeah. this director the trailer had the uh Grandma going nuts in a cafe. Yeah, <laughs> they looked incredible from the trailer, but I never got. That was the best bit of the film. Was the grandma going, okay. swearing and killing people? Yeah, so probably give priest a, a, a miss as they've not let us see it. Yeah. What about TV, Tom? Uh, Doctor Who, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Go and watch Doctor Who. Um, there seems to be got quite a lot of good dramas on at the moment. Um, mm. There's a good one coming on BBC. I can't remember what it is, but um, I was very pleased to see the um, the BAFTA TV nominations. Ah, yes, yeah. all our favourites. 
Yeah. It was Sherlock, uh, Misfits, Being Human, Doctor Who. Yeah, Misfits uh, up for four awards. Misfits got four. Yeah, this is England. I was really pleased to see. Uh, yeah. To see Vicky McClure and um, Johnny Harris. Yeah, getting getting nods. Although the best supporting actor I thought was a bit weird because they all seemed to be lead actors that were in best supporting actor, like Martin Freeman for Sherlock, and uh, the main lad in Misfits got a best supporting actor. Yeah. So, and and the, yeah, in the comedy ones, the, the, the best there was like they picked one of the in betweeners mm. and one of Peep Show and one of oh, I can't remember the other show, but it all just seemed a little bit unfair when they were really good ensemble pieces. Mm. Like it's quite hard to pick one of the in betweeners, I think. Yeah, yeah. The um, next episode of Doctor Who is Day of the Moon. It's on Saturday. It's at six o'clock. So, looking forward to that. Boom. Good stuff. All right, lads. So we've got some reader feedback. Yes, we've got we loads. Uh, to start off with, uh, some feedback from Mardin in Manchester uh, regarding us saying we should get rid of cutscenes and games. I think it was only Stuart that said that. Yeah, and Alex. And Alex. He's not here to defend himself, so I'm going to address this at you, Stuart. You're disgraceful. Uh, the cutscenes are an important aspect of the game. It's like playing a game without sound effects. Uh, yeah. No, it's not. And he says it's also uh, one analogy which I quite like. It's like eating a pie without its fillings. That's nice. Just pie crust and gravy. What did you Yum. do with the pork? We'll get rid of the pork. Who cares <laughs> about pork? Weird. Weird. Who needs pork when you've got pastry? So, yeah, I think, I think you're wrong. Who? Oh, well, that... You. Yeah, you know nothing anyway. The bet's going to rumble on. I've got an email from Joseph Kramer, and we're not actually sure if this is joking or not. Uh, It references something that we we spoke about last week. Uh, Joseph writes, I can't believe how you were talking about Danny Baker on a recent podcast. First, you say that you love 127 Hours and Slumdog Millionaire. Then you go and slag off the director of both these classic films. Uh, He goes on to say a bunch of other things. but I think there's some confusion here. If this is serious, uh, I think, Joseph, you might be getting Danny Baker and Danny Boyle confused. Danny Boyle is the uh, director of Slumdog Millionaire 107 Hours, and we love him. I've said many times he's my favourite interview. He did call me uh, a rude word once, though. Who, Danny? Danny Boyle. Yeah, because I, I nearly ran over him on the canal. That's right, yeah. yeah. He, he annoyed, I annoyed he him as well. But, part with him. Yeah, I, I mistook him for Danny Cannon, the director of uh, Judge Dredd, and he didn't like that. But he's a lovely man. <laughs> I mistook him for Susan Boyle. nice Uh, and Danny Baker is a radio uh, broadcaster who we disagreed last week Stewie likes him I don't but um, yeah they're two different people so and as far as we're as far as we're aware Danny Boyle has never tried to bomb a referee (laughs) oh yes Joseph says I searched through Wikipedia for a while and couldn't find anything about him commanding people to bomb a referee or whatever you said I didn't say that Uh, Danny Baker did get in trouble at Five Live for I think they they kicked him off air for inciting people uh, to be violent towards a referee, and he says he wasn't inciting them. They said he was, and he uh, lost his job. But, yeah, <laughs> he didn't come on people to bomb a ref. <laughs> but I like it. Bomb a ref. Brilliant. I like it. Danny Baker's tweets are worth reading. Have you, have you signed up to them? I did, yeah. They're he is quite funny. Very funny. Yeah. Worth doing. Uh, Luke Frolick's written in. Hi, guys. Uh, while I was packing, I came across a world map poster. I was wondering if I could have your mailing address so I could send it to you. That's brilliant, Tom. Uh, finally, we finally. get our world map poster. Finally. Doesn't say how big it is, though. No. Might be little. But, but send it anyway, Luke. Uh, by the way, this is uh, something that's been rumbling on for the last couple of weeks as well. I'm also, he says, an inverted joystick user. Comes from being raised on computer games and using a flight stick in Wing Commander and the X-Wing games and using inverted controls on those. On Friday, well, I was at a barbecue yeah. and there was a, a, a Twitter argument rumbling on between Charlie Brooker... I was going to say, we had a celebrity... ...and uh, Dario Breen. We're talking about invert look. Really? Uh, I can't remember who was siding with who, 
Uh, Charlie Brooker said that, um, yeah, if you, uh, he's, he's an invert, basically. Yeah. yeah. We've had a couple of other emails on the subject. Well. Julian Gaston Puget said, Hi, I'm an Aussie who plays inverted mainly because of an obsession with fighter jets as a youngster. This is interesting. The bit he says here is, The most annoying part of this issue isn't what you prefer, but rather that bullshit process of starting a game and then, oh, wait, it's not inverted. Options, controls, invert look, unpause. Why not build this shit into the start of the game like the original Halo did? Good point, well made. They do that, and also Microsoft's uh, 360, you can set it to default, and so it, all games will be invert, which I think is quite a nice feature. Aaron Gunningham, has, uh, on the same point, um, has got a really novel way of looking at it. If you put your thumb on your head, like you're controlling the analog stick in FPS, you'd pull your head back and your thumb down to look up. Yeah. That's inverted. That yeah. is inverted, yeah. Kevin also emailed in and disagreed. So yeah, that's one that's uh, rumbling on. Mm. But uh, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are. Um, I have a bunch of emails actually based on something that we've discussed. Uh, we were talking about uh, bits of movies that you forward wound through when you were a kid. Mm. And we had a lot of feedback on that. Uh, we'll start off with Josh Clark who says, um, I always used to hide behind the sofa when the skeletal dinosaurs came to life in the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> it freaked me right out. That was a bit after our time, but. Sounds uh, scary. Yeah, I don't remember seeing the Power Rangers movie. Um, other than that, I also remember being scared a bit uh, by the bit in Toy Story when Sid's toys first come out. Yeah, that which yeah, that does look scary. very scary. Again, we were a bit old for that one, but I mean, imagine if you're a it bit younger. It is creepy. It's a creepy moment in the movie. It's a bit like a young Swankmeyer film, isn't it, Martin? Yes. Yes. Uh, James Ripley writes, hey, guys, love the podcast. Uh, the part I used to skip ahead of when I was younger was the part where E.T. becomes ill and white and squeals when the astronaut people like humans in biohazard suits take him yeah yeah that is a bad yep, bit scary scary bit Th- those people in those suits are terrifying yeah uh, not, Ste- not as terrifying now though because they've got rid of the guns <laughs> oh yes wankers uh, Stephen Robinson writes hi guys when I used to watch Robin Hood Prince of Thieves my mum used to skip through the bit at the beginning when they chop off a bloke's hand can't help thinking it was more for her benefit than mine <laughs> nice um, hey guys uh, this is from Marcus Rosen now um, I used to leave the room uh, fast forward during the scene, the first scene in Spaceballs <laughs> when the ship was flying over. I don't know what my three-year-old self thought was so scary, but I'm certain I could not have picked a more tame scene to be scared of. <laughs> That's quite funny. Um, one from um, Aaron Scanlon. He says, one of my scariest moments, once I fast forward through almost every time, is Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. At the end of the movie, he throws up acidic vomit over this man's hand and leg and eats it. So That's yeah. pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty nasty. I probably shouldn't have been watching no, it as a child. No kid uh, should have watched that scene. Uh, one from Dominic Ray. Hey, guys, I was always scared of the rhino scene in James and the Giant Peach, where his aunts start chasing him and he turns into a rhino. It's pretty trippy. <laughs> Don't remember that? I've decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the end of Irreversible and then wind it backwards and see what happens. Has no one ever done that? Has that been... I don't know. Have you ever done it? Show it to, then show it to a child. <laughs> uh, and finally, Paul Jones writes, I'd always skip the scene in Roald Dahl's The Witches where all the witches met in the hotel and took off their masks to show their bald scalp, scalps and toeless feet. That is a scary-ass movie. Scary, scary scene. So lots of good ones there. Yeah. Uh, keep them coming. Yeah, I have um, some picture messages that have come through. First of all, I was talking about Russell Brand, how he looks like that mental guy out of the mask. He's, He's not, not mental! mental. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Sorry, no, you can't that say up. that. He's a Sorry, perfect old guy up. with a mark, with mark that up. disfigured face. Yeah, go mark it up. <laughs> uh, and he sent in a picture of him replaced, and it's yeah, actually very realistic. That's really good. That's awesome. That's really well, good. That's well done. <laughs> <laughs> we like that. Okay, um, I've had another one from Alex White, who sent us in the picture of his uh, gaming setup last week, and we yeah. played guess the uh, 
guess the console thing. That's right. He said the second Mega Drive is actually a Master System Two. Uh, he's asked. He said we asked for pictures of rare things, <laughs> and here is a picture of his dog Yoshi on a dance mat. <laughs> Brilliant. Did we ask for a picture of rare things? <laughs> yes. I don't remember. This. I think it was rare animals. I think we were asking for. I don't know why we would have asked for that. I think we that. a picture of a unicorn or something, didn't we? Oh, okay. Yeah, dodos in areas. I like that. That's but I love that. Yoshi's a good dog. He's got a nice vinyl collection as well. Ooh. Yeah, thank you, Alex. Uh, didn't didn't he also say have any of us named animals after yes. video game Dino. characters? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Have you ever named something after a video game character? No. Imagine yes. there's a lot of uh, hamsters in there. I named my penis Luigi. Because <laughs> it's green. <laughs> 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 Lovely stuff. You can have that one. Um, Marcus <laughs> from Ireland wrote to us and he, because uh, we were asking for gaming rig photos and uh, we had some amazing entries. I want to keep updating these on, um, on my IGN. So if you want to come to my IGN and search for IGN UK podcast, we'll keep posting these as, as you keep sending them in. But this is one of my personal favourites from Marcus. Uh, he says, yes, I know it looked battered, but it still works. The speakers don't work. I don't have a remote and I have to sit really close. But if I want to read any text... Uh, I have to sit really close if I want to read any text, but sure, at least I have a telly to game on. And uh, <laughs> that's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> but Tom, where does he have to sit if he wants to read any text? I don't know. Really close. All oh, right. You need oh. to describe what you're seeing, Tom. This is this is an audio podcast. So it's probably it's like a 14-inch CRT TV, which looks like it's been dropped about four or five times. <laughs> uh, he's got his PlayStation controllers. Uh, sorry, his Xbox controllers right next to it, and there. Pretty big compared to the TV, so um, that's kind of like your setup at home, wasn't it, Martin? It was like my setup at home until quite recently, yeah. Yeah, mm. now you've got your cave. Yeah, mm. and there you go. So, yeah, keep your f- uh, pictures of your gaming rigs sent in. Send them to IGN UK feedback at IGN.com and go to my IGN to IGN UK podcast to check them out. You know that idiot Dan Kilby? Yeah. God, he's an idiot. He still continues to split opinion, though, amongst people. So, have you noticed this? We've had a couple of emails this week. Uh, here's one uh, What has happened to us? Once upon a time when the IGN UK podcast was young and the fields of our kingdom were filled with merriment and innocence, we were happy. Then the sadness approached and Dan ripped off our maiden head, i.e. our virginity, and rid us of our happiness. At first we fought back. We used such methods as calling him a prick and demanding he never return to the show. But now look at us. We accept him and celebrate his presence. Stop. Fight back! Yeah, everyone seems to have an opinion, don't they? Well, that's I, from Ali Reza. But on the uh, on the on that? the flip side, you see, Benjamin, that's, a, that's definitely an anti. anti Benjamin E has written in and said, "I'd like to defend Sad Dan and maybe set up a Sad Dan defence force because he's a cool guy and people should give him a break." He's not a cool guy. No, he's no. cock, isn't he? Ah, oh, he's a nice guy. He's not a cool guy. No, I, I've noticed he'll tweet like once every three or four days, and and what he tweets really annoys me. <laughs> like last night, he was he said, "I'm watching Mission Impossible 3 and realising that Tom Cruise would make an amazing James Bond. And it's just oh. like, it just makes me want to punch him in the face. Oh. He does it deliberately to wind you yeah, up. Yeah, he does, I know. I know, I know. Sorry, and I usually stand up for him. I know, I know he'll be listening to this as well, and he'll be really upset. Cause and I'm he'll, the one that, yeah, you're the one with the one that stands up for him. But he let me down today, because he said he was going to come on the podcast, and then he didn't. This is, yeah. So, yeah, he's done it again, isn't he? I feel no loyalty to him today. Oh, that's a shame. Sorry, Kilbs. But yeah, if, if, you're, if you're emailing in your feedback, just let us know whether you're pro or anti Dan. Pro or anti Dan, yeah. yeah. You know, like, the whether problem you're with invert Dan, or he's normal look. too ripped to cuddle him, isn't he? I you couldn't want to touch it'd him. It would be like cuddling a big, a big lump of concrete. 
Is that how you rate and, and how much you like someone? <laughs> how, how cuddly they are? Yeah. Of course it is. Who's the cuddliest member of the IGN team? You. Oh, I think Definitely. that's true. You're no. the softest. Beard. Yeah, but I mean, I can't cuddle myself. Ah, mm. <laughs> oh, is that it? <laughs> on that, on that <laughs> bombshell. <laughs> Should we talk about Portal 2? Well, I was going to say, we're going to talk about Portal 2, but I guess we've just kind of... We've kind of tailed off, haven't we? Through, yeah. But um, have you played Portal 2, either of you two? No, no I want to play it. Oh man, it's so good. It's too sunny to play Portal 2. It's not. I think because it's, it's, so, it's so difficult to talk about without spoiling it, and so all we can just say is that it's really, really, really good, and I can't imagine a better game coming out this year. No, wow. I don't think it's going to be bettered. Um, I'm really, really enjoying the multiplayer as well. So I've, had, I've played it local. With, PSN was, yeah, I'm going yeah. to play it local as well. well. A split screen at home with my housemate, and I tried playing it with my girlfriend as well, and I realised she can't use two analogue sticks at the same time. That's the problem, because I'm going to play it with my girlfriend, she can't use analogue sticks at the same time, but she no. can use mouse and keyboard. Is, yeah. is this a problem that women have? Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She, 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 can, she can move around... And she can look, but she can't do both at the same time. So you'll see her, she'll just be in the corner of a room. And I'll be going, just, just look, look, look up there. And she'll have to go, Whoa, and then she'll be pointing the wrong way. And uh, it's bad. Oh. So it's kind of a painful experience, but she got, got the hang of it in the end. Can she drive? Uh, no. Mm. Wouldn't, wouldn't let her near the road. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a magnificent game. And the ending is brilliant. The ending um, is quite brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, play it for yourselves. Well, that's it for us. Uh, we're all off to enjoy several weddings, aren't we? Yes. And uh, have a lovely long weekend. So I hope everyone else does. Uh, thanks for listening and see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.